more used to this service. The eight o'clock one was, <laughs> I'm usually asleep, you know, at eight o'clock. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd start by giving you a little bit of background information into my life. I am a first-generation American. I was born uh, to um, a Swedish mom and dad, who, of course, were Lutheran. So I was raised as a Lutheran. My husband, Frank, was also a first-generation American. He was born of um, Italian descent. You could probably tell that by my name. And um, they were, he was raised as a Roman Catholic. Um, the two of us were married in June of um, 1957. And um, we, we loved each other from the start. It was, um, we were meant to be together. And I can um, remember, <laughs> it was very sad because we were very happy, but our families couldn't seem to get a hold of this. You know, it, uh, the Lutherans and the Roman Catholics didn't get along that well. They didn't think uh, things were about the same. So. Frank and I decided that we were tired of this bickering between the families, and we went in search of a church that seemed right for us. And we found um, a small Episcopal church, which was in a place called Sayville, Long Island, New York, and it was uh, a little bit very like this church. It, um, it wasn't very big and it was very warm and understanding. And we went there and our children, we had two children, Frank and I, a son and a daughter, who um, were baptized into the Episcopal religion. Uh, our son had uh, asthma quite bad when he was a child. And so uh, we were, um, I won't say forced, but we were um, kind of led into a drier climate, which was Carson City. My husband uh, got a job with the state of Nevada, and we moved here in 1967. I remember telling um, one of the people that Frank worked with that we were Episcopal, and he said, oh, I am too. His name was Howard Rudy. And um, he told us about he said, if, if you're Episcopal and you want to go to the Episcopal Church, there's only one in town. He <laughs> said, you'll go to St. Peter's. Well, it was um, early in um, 
1967 that we walked through those doors for the first time. And I just, I loved this church right, right from the very beginning. It was, it was a lovely church and we decided we wanted to definitely be involved in everything that went on in the church. Frank was uh, on the vestry back in the 70s and um, he had some interesting experiences there. <laughs> he had uh, a gentleman, they were informed that uh, his name was Jim Lean and he had uh, sort of absconded with all the money from the church. So we didn't have much to go on money-wise, but we kept moving along. One day, my son, uh, Pat, came home from school, and he was all excited, and he was telling us that the Presbyterian church down the street had a bell choir. You could ring bells in this choir that they had going on. And um, it just so happened that uh, the uh, pastor of the church there, his name was Harold Van Zee, and uh, Frank and he w went to one of the service clubs in town, Rotary, I believe, um, and Frank was talking to him about that, and um, Reverend Van Zee said, yeah, this is for the uh, children in our church. They had this going on. He said, you know, I have one of my Sunday school teachers is away on sabbatical. He said, and um, you know, Frank, he said, if you would be willing to take over that Sunday school class, you would then be considered a member of the church and your son could uh, play in that bell choir. <laughs> <laughs> So being a good dad that he was, Frank said, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that, he said. So we would come in here to the very early eight o'clock service. We would go to church here and then we would run down the street to the Presbyterian church where Frank would teach Sunday school. Well, it just so happens that uh, one of the young people in Frank's Sunday school class is now a very um, cherished member of this church. Her name is Pam Ertle. <laughs> and she uh, is, I think, the head of our Sunday school here now. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> mm. We had um, quite a few ups and downs in our time. We had um, a deacon at one time who thought she ran the church. We had, uh, well, things just were up and down. But um, mm -hmm. I remember um, 
Frank played uh, St. Nicholas, not, not Santa Claus now. This was St. Nicholas. He was dressed in a, some sort of habit that they had put on him with a big hat, and he walked around in the church talking with the different children. That was kind of a fun thing they got to do. One year we had made a uh, nativity scene for the church, which we used to put up between the two buildings here. And um, we were in the process of putting this up when we saw two little children were standing at the back. I think they were going over to the Sunday school and they were in a big discussion over this nativity scene that we were putting up. And so finally the young lady came over and she said to Frank, there's something wrong with your nativity scene. <laughs> and he said, what is wrong with the nativity scene? And she said, you know, you have three wise men. And he said, yeah, that's, you know, that's what you have. And she said, yeah, but you know, you only have two camels. <laughs> um, he, he thought about that for a while and he said to her, yeah, you're right. That's, you know, that isn't right. So when we went home after that, he right away went out to his work shed and he made another camel and so, <laughs> By the time next Sunday came around, we had three wise men and three camels. Well, it was about 20-some-odd um, years ago that a young priest came to our church. His name was Jeff Paul. During his uh, time... I served on the vestry at the early years that he was here uh, together with um, George Allison. I think Marv Johnson was on the vestry then and uh, Allison Joffe and some other people. I, I can't remember all the names, but uh, there was um, good decisions made. I didn't agree with absolutely everything that uh, this young priest said, but <laughs> mostly we got along pretty well. Uh, one of the things I got to do was serve as a um, connection between the preschool that we had and, and the vestry. And we had a really wonderful, wonderful preschool at that time. Uh, the lady who led it, her name was Miss Debbie, and she was really terrific. Um, and I got to know young ladies from the church, like Susie McCurdy and, and um, Lynn Bergren, and her... She had a wonderful young son, Matthew, who was very, very sweet and um, uh, just really neat young people. Um, we, don't, we don't have that vestry 
the, we don't have that preschool anymore, although the building is still over there. We have the Sunday school classes there. But um, one of the things that I got to do during this time was serve as a um, diocesan UTO coordinator. And, and that was really a wonderful, wonderful experience for me because I got to see how the money that was collected not only uh, benefited the state that we were in, but, but the country, you know, and sometimes out of the country. And we got to go to conventions uh, uh, for the UTO. And um, one of those was to uh, San Francisco. We got to see Grace Cathedral, which was a, a really delightful thing to do. Another thing that um, I got to do during that time was to... Um, uh, a lady named Jessie Scott, who used to be a parishioner here, her and I started the very first woman's retreat. Uh, that was up at Lake Tahoe. Uh, we had a Camp Galilee up there, but it was not uh, set up at the time to house all these women that were coming to this. And so we had to rent the uh, Presbyterian conference grounds which is also up at the lake. We uh, seem to have this connection with the Presbyterians somehow. Uh -huh. um, that, I believe, I don't know now because of COVID, but I think this uh, women's retreat went on for uh, quite a while. I look now and I see um, over these years how many things that truly inspired me and made me understand how God worked, not only within ourselves, but in the community and, and around all the things that we did. My Frank now has been gone for Three years, he passed away from cancer. My son uh, is a, he was seven years old when we started here at church. He's now been living in Houston, Texas for 35 years. He's an RN and he likes it down there. I have no idea why. <laughs> My daughter, Penny and her husband, Michael, who were married here at this church. Uh, Penny now has her uh, doctorate's degree in theology, and they live in Reno. And I just, um, I just feel honored to have been here for over 50 years, taking part in quite a few of the things that went on around this church, and I am grateful uh, to all the people that were here. They, you know, you learn from each other, 
and um, I learned that God truly does work in mysterious ways and, and gave me an insight into my religion and to my beliefs. Thank you.